Untied. Uh, today I'm very pleased and honored to have with me as my guest Keith Wetmore, who's the Chairman Emeritus of Morrison & Forster. Uh, Keith, uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's great to be invited back. I must, not, I must have done okay. <laughs> Indeed. So let me ask you, um, obviously now you are no longer the Chairman. Do you, uh, do you miss that job at all? Is that something and you're, you... And you're no longer a practicing <laughs> I'm no longer right. That's true. You'll have to interview me about that later. Okay. All right. <laughs> but do you ever do you miss being chairman at all? Or um, look, it was uh, it's the best job in a law firm, and as I told my successor, the day you look in the mirror and can't tell yourself that convincingly, that's the day you probably ought to put together a committee to look for a successor. <laughs> and uh, after 12 years, uh, I was losing credibility when I made that statement to myself. Well, tell it me was just, I, I was finding, uh, I'm, I'm a big believer that people who lead organizations need to be able to wake up in the morning and not just tell themselves they have the best job, but imagine what it is they would destroy, including everything they've created. Mm. Uh, and at the start, it's easy because you haven't created any of it, and so the temptation to destroy is very easy to, or the, the insights about things that might be destroyed, or destroy is a little too strong, um, reimagined, reconfigured, discontinued, um, done differently. Mm -hmm. that, that list is pretty easy when you start as a CEO because, of course, it's uh, who did this to you. You know, mm -hmm. you, you've inherited this mm -hmm. mess, and uh, you think it's your job to fix it. Mm -hmm. uh, when it's the, when it's a mess of your own creation, <laughs> um, you're less. Uh, I, I think it's hard to remain uh, innovative like that mm -hmm. about your mm -hmm. own stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was getting, uh, I was defensive rather than creative mm -hmm. when we talked about doing things differently. Mm -hmm. Well, when, tell me, when you started, did you think it was you were going to be there that long? Or no, what it's was probably your plan? a longer stretch. I had I had no plan. Okay. And at at Mofo, we don't campaign for these jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't. Vol you you get you get volunteered mm -hmm. sort of mm -hmm. to be a candidate, mm -hmm. and so I it was not on my career trajectory to uh, leave the practice of law and mm -hmm. become essentially a CEO mm -hmm. of a, what became a billion dollar business while I was running it, and uh, that was that was not my plan, and so I didn't have a plan about how long I was doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, tell me a little bit about how much. Uh, obviously, I'm sure you spent a lot of time recruiting when you were the chairman. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about you know how much time did you spend on it, and you know why you spent time on it, and is it something you sure. enjoyed? Uh, oh, recruiting was one of my favorite parts of the job. Oh, really? And it, uh, and people suggest I was pretty good at it, <laughs> uh, which is reinforcing, right? When you when you think about the parts of the job you enjoy doing, I, uh, and it's I think you will find outside of a handful of, if you will, the New York Magic Circle, uh, almost every firm has a need, an ongoing need for some level of lateral growth, mm. and it varies by firm it varies by firm each firm's ge geography it varies by firm's practices uh, but almost everybody needs some hmm. i mean geez even gravath does some <laughs> lateral hiring uh so uh, you know at, at the at the very when you're completely satisfied with your, the scope of your practice in all of your markets or your only market 
speaking of New York firms, uh, then you're only in the lateral markets for an expertise hire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you are trying to grow, meaning, in other words, your um, your executive comp partner uh, retires, mm -hmm. dies, uh, something sudden, so you haven't been able to grow a successor, mm -hmm. uh, or takes takes a job with a client, or what have you, and mm -hmm. you, you find yourself in the market for that expertise, mm -hmm. uh, or something develop, or you f you find your M and A practice has morphed in a direction that requires. Um, you know, te technology transaction support of the type mm -hmm. you used to deliver, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, then you find yourself in the market for expertise. And I'd note, uh, as an aside, is those expertise hires that I would suggest have probably an 85 to 90% success rate. Mm -hmm. Because you're just trying to confirm that he or she knows what the hell they're doing. Right, right. right. You're just looking for the skill set. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and there are yeah. a lot of ways to test that. Uh, and... And so you just have to make sure that they're house trained. In other words, that they don't have behavior issues that make mm -hmm. them a bad colleague mm -hmm. and that they have the expertise. Mm -hmm. um, and worrying about whether they bring with them uh, $2 million worth of work or $10 million worth of work is not, is important. Uh, not something you have to struggle with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for firms, and you know, firms growing geographically, you know, no one has the patience. The market does not have the patience for you to do it uh, you know, from indigenous, mm -hmm, you know, from mm -hmm, moving mm -hmm, to people. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, I think we've learned, I think most firms have learned that uh, while occasionally it is useful to have a transplant, mm -hmm. it's not really a way to grow mm -hmm, a new mm -hmm, market into mm -hmm. a new market. Now, you mentioned earlier that recruiting was actually one of the things you enjoyed most about yep. being the chairman. I don't hear that answer a lot. W w why is that? Did you just uh, enjoy, I mean, is it, is it, I mean, it's sort of a sales process to some extent. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. is, that, is that the part you enjoyed or was something else or what well, was it? Well, it was... You know, every situation is different, and you, I like to, I often really got to know the candidate, and of course, it helps when you're selling a product that you believe in, mm -hmm, of course, conveniently I do, <laughs> uh, and so you're selling a product you believe in, and it's figuring out the best way to help somebody understand how that product will serve them well. Mm -hmm. Um, and understanding, you know, I liked shaping the financial arrangements, mm -hmm. you know, because it usually required, we, we've, you know, we very rarely said, what number would you like? Oh, we'll pay that plus 50%. You right. know, that's not the way the conversation <laughs> goes. Right. Uh, you're, uh, there's always some part, there's, uh, well, uh, much of the time, there's some part of the offer that requires elaboration, explanation, mm -hmm. context. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and because I was setting you know, I played a central role in setting comp for 350 partners. I had a really good grasp of how the system would work and could work for them. Mm -hmm. And then I liked delivering against that over mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. When when the candidate when the candidate did what the candidate said mm -hmm. uh, he or she was going to do, uh, I. I felt it incumbent upon me to deliver what I said would follow from mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. Well, if you can recall, can you? What are some of the areas that you sort of really grew during your time, you know, as chairman, mm -hmm. or some either the practice areas or offices? Sure. Can, what were some of the, um, the gro real growth areas? Sure. That you were able well, to? the capital markets practice in New York, um, the came in was entirely a product of lateral growth, and now it's it is a ranked capital markets practice in uh, a number of. A number of areas ranked against the New York elite. Um, uh, I had a, I think, a transformational group in New York that was um, 
Uh, Grant Esposito is a key partner in that, and they brought with them a relationship with some large pharma hmm. um, companies that continue to this day. This hmm. was now uh, maybe 15 years ago. Hmm. Um, the entire, uh, essentially the entire San Diego office hmm. uh, we brought on hmm. uh, during my tenure, and a, a lot of uh, very strong corporate hires there. Hmm. Um, we did some very good hiring out of, w we got ourselves in Washington in the flow of government hires. My mm. successor has probably done, has, I, I think I just got us started, uh, but now we're we're just in, in that flow mm -hmm. in a way we weren't before. Mm -hmm. Now I hear a lot from out. other uh, chairmen of managing partners of firms that as is important to as part, important as recruiting is really that integration period. I mean, did mm -hmm. you find that that was yep. also very important in ultimate success right. of lateral yes. candidates? Uh, yeah, um, and we've I think this in the profession has become. I think I think firms are focusing on this more effectively today. Mm. Uh, I know today at Mofo we have I think a, a a written plan for every. We always frankly we've always had business. We've always been a business plan mm -hmm. associated mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we're staffing that up a little more to mm -hmm. monitor mm -hmm. it more effectively, mm -hmm. perhaps. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a, it, it's a big spend, and failures are very expensive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Well, one might joke, it's kind of like a law firm to uh, make an expensive proposition and then say sink or swim. Um, it's really not, in the, obviously it's not in the law firm's interest to have anybody mm -hmm. sink. What do you think and the most difficult thing is about trying to recruit in lateral candidates? Uh, figuring out why someone is leaving. Mm. And that's not as loaded as you think it is. In other words, uh, I've, I'm sure I've hired a number of people. I've known that I've hired people who've been asked to leave, mm. but there are different kinds of asking to leave. Mm -hmm. And so knowing why it is someone is being pushed out mm -hmm. or is feeling pushed out, mm. which are slightly, you know, which are different, mm -hmm. um, understanding that helps you make sure you're not making a mistake. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, uh, or put, let me put it in the way. Sometimes people just need to be repotted. Mm. I mean, I have, I have worked with partners here at Morrison and Forrester who left. We were fine with them leaving, and they're very successful someplace else mm -hmm. just because it was time. Mm -hmm. They'd mm -hmm. gotten themselves sideways over issues, uh, things that were hard to recover from, uh, things said that can't be taken back, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, con mm -hmm. uh, conflicts created that are, were gonna, was going to stunt their careers. Mm -hmm. So I'm quite, um, it, it doesn't trouble me that I've also hired some people in those situations because frequently the job of the recruiting firm is to understand how to see that that doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. Now you've actually never lateraled anywhere, have you? Or have um, you? Well, my first law firm job in 1982 uh, at the little firm of Steinhardt and Faulkner that blew up uh, not too many years later, uh, or split into a couple of parts. Uh, anyway, six months after I started, they laid off all the uh, all the first year associates. So I was in the I was in the lateral market once in my <laughs> life, a very long time ago, on a planet far, far away. Well, do you feel like that's somewhat of a, a disadvantage because you don't know what it's like going through that, or? Um, or? I think I have I think I have lived the experience <laughs> without actually having to do it myself. Because I've seen 
every I think I've seen almost. I mean, because I, you know, I've probably been at the center of hiring well over a hundred lateral partners. I've made offers, you know, through you know when you have a when your firm collapses and that kind of thing, you find yourself in a place where sure, sure. you're making proposals to 16 partner mm -hmm. groups. So I probably made offers to. Uh, soft offers to mm -hmm. 300 mm -hmm. partners mm -hmm. over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've seen things go well, I've seen things go badly, mm -hmm. I've seen people go elsewhere that we didn't get and followed them out of a little schadenfreude when it doesn't go well. Mm -hmm. um, a little uh, uh, pure envy when it does go well. Mm. So. Well, when, I mean, obviously you've seen a lot of people come in, you've seen a lot of people go, you've seen people, you know, join the firm, you've seen people exit, um, which is all normal. I guess I'm just wondering, um, you know, do you think that that to some extent there's just sort of a randomness about, it, or can you really improve the lateral recruiting odds so that you know your stickiness or your success rate is really higher than just, you know, sort of whatever they say they say fifty fifty or whatever whatever it is they say. Well, I yes, I think the fifty fifty number is hoo ha. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, or put another way, I would drill down and at, first it doesn't correspond to I mean I know I've spoken with uh, I've spoken with John Lindsay and Jeff Lowe at your new firm at yeah. Major Lindsay Africa yeah. uh, and they said they've done internal assessments on their placements and they think they run I think closer to 80% success okay. Okay. Uh, partly it's a question of uh, what the survey defines success as being. True. And so if your definition of success is we wanted to hire an $8 million candidate and we got a $6 million candidate well, that's not what we paid for. Mm -hmm. Well, I wouldn't call that a failure. Right. <laughs> uh, um, you know, it might be it might call for a compensation adjustment right, right, in a year right, or two, right, but right. it's not uh, a recruiting failure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think it just I think anyway, I'm very suspicious of those. Uh, I mean, let's put it this way. I, I believe those sort of statistics are generally generated by the Stephen Harpers of the world <laughs> who go through life trying to f trying to promote what's wrong with the American law firm system. Right. Um, because I think if we actually were failing that much, I have a theory that we wouldn't be doing it that much. <laughs> Now, Keith, I've known you for a very long time. You've given me much, much advice over my years as managing partner at Townsend and elsewhere. What do you think about the fact that I'm now taking this job at, at Major Lindsay and become a lead recruiter myself? Oh, I think it's, I think, it, well, as I told you when you floated the idea, I think, <laughs> uh, I, I think you're perfect for it uh, because you do have a lot of perspective. You've gone through, you've had a merger experience. You've been at two different, rather different types of firms over the course of your career. Uh, plus, it, it's not nothing that they're they're not that many former big firm, uh, you know, big firm law firm partners out there acting in that role, and you just will have had experiences that will be simpatico with the experience of the people who will call you. Well, I still plan to come to you for advice, of course. Okay, that's that's <laughs> uh, it's free and worth what you pay for it, and perhaps even recruit you to the job. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Okay. This is Richard Shu and Keith Butmore. Thanks.